everybody, it's Rev DDT here for another broadcast. Yeah, okay, so back-to-back broadcasts, that's not normal. <laughs> okay, so it's 2.41 p.m., Mountain Center time, I'm in Boise, Idaho, and today is the day after Thanksgiving, so it is November 26th. I don't know if that's um, Black Friday or not, but I think it is, I'm not sure. When is Black Friday the day after Thanksgiving or the day before? It's got to be the day after, because the day before ain't Friday. <laughs> So it is Friday today, if it's 26, I'm just kicking back in my room, and I just got done doing a webinar, and doing some chatting online, and some chatting on my text, <laughs> my phone, and I was eating a sandwich when I had this, this thought came across my mind, as I haven't talked about this very much, depression, there's a lot of people that are depressed right now, I don't know if you guys can feel it, but I'm picking up on it, I can feel it, I feel all kinds of stuff, but I'm definitely feeling a lot of depression, and um, I know, I've searched myself, does this come from me, you know, we're connected to everybody, and uh, we're here. sometimes you hear thoughts that aren't even your own thoughts. I'm not kidding you. Sometimes you'll be picking up on thoughts, and you'll be like, is that even coming? I don't think like that. Is that coming from, where's this coming from, you know? Is that even coming from me? Oh. Well, the depression's not coming from me because I'm not depressed, but I used to be. There's a lot of used to be's in my life, and uh, those days are over. Thank God for that. And if it wasn't for God's help walking me by the hand through all the stuff that I have gone through, I wouldn't have any experiences like I have, and but I do got some experiences, and I got some information, some wisdom in some areas where um, you may need it, and um, wisdom in areas where I have to revisit, because I need it all the time, and um, we all need wisdom constantly, and that wisdom that comes from God is priceless, okay? It also doesn't only just apply for one time, either. It applies like over and over again, I've noticed, and... Um, I'm the kind of person that loves second chances, love giving people second chances, love to have second chances myself as well, because I, you know, but I love to give them because I, I, I really believe everybody needs a break, because we just got such a hard um, life that we live, uh, especially here in America, or anywhere you're in an industrial country, and which is pretty much the whole earth, so, yeah, but anywhere where you're, you know, you you gotta work your ass off just to get freaking, you know, a plate of beans and rice or something, you know, it's, it's, um, it's tough. And um, America, it seems like this is a real wonderful place. It's got a lot of food and stuff. But, you know, it, it doesn't. It does, but it doesn't. Check this out. Tons of food. All the grocery stores are stocked. You know, you can go buy food wherever, you know. Almost every freaking state's like, just loaded with food. And uh, yet we charge each other for the food. I mean, come on. Give me a break, man. We charge each other for the food. Now, I, it's not my fault. This is already set up when I got here. I don't, whoever in the hell started it back way back whenever they started it. They got us on this track, and this track is pretty messed up because now we're charging people for food, charging for rent. We charge. We don't even own anything, literally. You're gonna you're gonna be here for a little while, and then you're gonna pass away, and you're not gonna be here anymore. And whatever property you have is gonna go to somebody else. Even Jesus taught that. I mean, he wasn't a fool at all. No, 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 no. Not the king. Not, not the king of kings. Not, not the Lord of lords. Not Jesus. Not not God in the flesh. Read uh, John one. The word became. The word was with God. The word was God. Where it became flesh, made its dwelling among us. That's John. We're looking right around John chapter 3. So, just for that one. Now, here's the thing, though. Well, actually, it's uh, John chapter 1. It starts off with the Word. The Word, in the beginning, was the Word. The Word was with God. Was God. Word was with God. Word was God. Somehow, however it goes, anyway. And down about verse 22 or something like that, it says, or maybe it was verse 12, he says, uh, And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Okay, so anyway, on with this little sidestep there. Um, depression. Now, fighting it is really, it's, 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 it's hard. I mean, you literally can't really win if you're fighting it because it's a non, it's a never ending fight 
and you're trying to overcome it. You're not trying to fight it. Okay, and I I relied on strength of the Lord God. I relied on on every single day messages he would give me, telling me where to go to find certain information or certain knowledge or, or just whatever was going to help. And it was every single day doing what he told me to do that got me out of it. But it wasn't until I had a dream one night. And I, I'm, I'm one that dreams a lot. I, I am a dreamer, but I also dream a lot. I mean, more than anybody should, probably. Um, and if I'm stealing your dreams, it doesn't work that way. So, go get your own. No. <laughs> Uh, you can't steal somebody else's dreams, but you can't enter into dreams. I've been in other people's dreams before, and to the point where they recognized I was standing there in their dream, and or with them in the dream, and they looked at me and went, whoa, and I went, whoa, we both went, whoa, and then later on we talked about it after we woke up. That's happened many times. Um, dream walking, it's not that hard to do if that's your call, if that's part of your call or part of the makeup of who you are in this world, what you're to bring in this world, and we're all bringing something. You have something to offer this world, not the world that's trying to kill us and tear us apart and make us all suffer. Not that kind. No, no, no. But this world, this, this, this love, this place where we're at, man, you have something to offer. You have something that we all need. That's why I keep encouraging people to do podcasts because I, I, I listen to podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. I love to hear other people's take on life. And uh, we need your take on life because you're a piece of the whole too. Everybody's a part of the whole, man. Come on, do your part. Start a podcast, do a blog, and when you do, send me an email. Let me know where you're at so I can come check it out because I am your number one supporter. I always will be. I'll be there to rah, 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 rah you all the way to the finish line, and you'll win too. If I'm on your side, you're going to win. I'm telling you that not to be arrogant, but to be truthful and honest about me, who I am, and what I bring to the table. You know. And listen, I haven't even discovered everything about me, and neither have you, and depression gets in the way of that discovery. Depression will, will take years of your life away from you, keep you in bed. I mean, you guys, I'm preaching to the crowd, I know it. I pre- totally preaching to the choir. You guys totally know this because you probably are dealing with it yourself. Anybody that's tuned in this broadcast right now and you're listening, this is on depression. And this is on overcoming depression. Depression is something to overcome. It's not something to fight. There's, no, there's plenty of things to fight out in this life, right? But depression is not one of them. You can't win with it anyway. You'll stay depressed. The whole time you're fighting it, you're not getting over it. You're just reinforcing it. That's all we're doing. That's all we do when we fight it. We reinforce it stand. And we and we say, well, this is a fight. Well, it's not a fight, though. No, to overcome it, you got to go a completely different direction. you got to seek out God. God is not depressed, okay? So he's not going to give you depression, so it's not coming from him. So you got to seek out the healer, the one that can actually heal you, and then follow his instructions down to the T. And he'll lead you out of it. And, and you may not even agree with the way he's leading you to. It may be, he may have you do something crazy and you're going like, this can't be you. Don't do that. That's what the children of Israel did when they were let out of the desert. And that's why they were left, left out in the wilderness. So one generation was left out in the wilderness and God raised another one up to go re- reach the promised land. What's the promised land to you? Well, to a depressed person, it's being completely free from it. Happy. Happy, joyful. Just having a great time in life. Even if you have a shitty day, you're still having a great time because it's overwhelmed. You know, overall, excuse me, overall, you're normal, you're good, you're happy overall, really, you know, reach down to the side, you're really happy if you're not, man, this message is for you. If you can say, honestly, I'm really not that happy on the inside, this is your message. Listen, we all bout with discouragements, we all bout with frustrations, we all bout with bricketing points of anger where things just don't work out. Frustrations basically can boil up into a point of rage, you know, and we all deal with that. We all deal with that one way or another, whether you drink it out of you, whether you eat it out of you, whether you shop it away, or whether you freaking just sit there and cry your freaking eyes out, you know, it does, you all, we all are dealing with it, and, and freaking depression is a big one, I, I've, traveled, I've traveled the United States of America, 
I've been to a lot of the states, not every one of them, but a good percentage of them, you know, over three, oh, yeah, about half, about half, maybe a little bit less than half, maybe a couple states less than half, but I've been all over the place. I'm in Hawaii, would like to go there. Somebody want to send me on vacation to Hawaii, please, God, please do. I would love to go there. I'm a photographer too, so I take a lot of, I do a lot of photos and videos and stuff, so it would be just a blast to go somewhere else and see something else and take pictures of it. Okay, anyway, Hawaii would be a cool place to go and be a great place for vacation. Very relaxing. Plus, I love the ocean, too, so, you know, I can't, can't get over that. Anyway, um, here's the thing, though. You're dealing with depression. You can't win if you're fighting it. You have to overcome it, and you need help, okay? Now, people, we can help each other, and it does help. But it's not the cure. you got to go to the cure. you got to go to the only one that can cure you from it, which is God. That's it. You have to participate in your own healing. You actually have to. Listen, every time Jesus walked up to somebody and touched them and healed them or did something, he had them do something. Just go study it yourself. You can see it's right there in the scriptures. And every time he's ever had me go lay hands on somebody or pray for him or whatever we do, it's always been something to have to do something. If it wasn't to receive the prayer, it might have been just enough. You're laying in the hospital, you can't get up, you can't move, you can't do a damn thing, you're all paralyzed and you're in your bed, and then some guy shows up and says, hey, get up out of your bed, you can walk. And you're like, well, I can't, I'm paralyzed. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just, okay, here's it, here it is. I came into your room, into the hospital, you're in the room, you're in the hospital, and you're laying there on your bed, and you're paralyzed, you can't move, and I come in there and I say, would you like, can I pray for you please? And you say, yes, that's it, right there, you've already moved in the place of faith. You've already moved. As soon as you said yes, as soon as you accepted the prayer, boom, it happened. As soon as you accepted it, it was done for you. God says, promises in his scriptures, in his scriptures that it is done for you before you even get the words out of your mouth, he already knows what you're going to ask, and it's done for you, if you would just receive it. So I kept pressing and asking for help, kept pressing and asking for help, couldn't find it. I thought I wasn't finding it, but over the years when I looked back, I realized I was walking right in it. just didn't know it at the time. Sometimes you don't even know if God's like guiding you or not. You're like going, where the hell am I at? What am I doing? Ah, why did I come this way? Ah, you want to kill something, right? Or tear things apart. Ah, I'm so frustrated. Ah, you know? <coughs> well, I can't do that very much. It makes my throat tickle. <laughs> so anyway, so you're cruising along, right? And you're depressed, and you don't know how to get out of it. You start talking to God, he starts telling you. This is what he did with me. He told me in a dream. It's a very, very simple dream, too. I had a succession of dreams that over that year, over that year, and a lot of them. I had like nine after nine of seven dreams. And these dreams were so freaking vivid and so detailed, it was actually unbelievable. I actually got two, two, two stories out of it where I could write into a book, which I don't even know how to start either one of them, to write them into a book. But I got the stories, though. I can find a ghostwriter. Maybe, maybe work with a ghostwriter and get the story out. Bam, I got two stories. They came in a dream. They came in this, this time period when I was having all these dreams. I'm laying on my bed. I'm sick. I'm dying. I'm freaking, I'm, I was literally dying. And I didn't know what to do. I was sick, sicker than a dog. I was getting weaker and weaker all the time. I was depressed. I was way super overweight. And my blood pressure was sky high. You know, and I've talked about this before. Meditation is what brought all that to a point where I could get, lose the weight and get my blood pressure down and all that stuff. But it started with the depression. I couldn't move. I couldn't budge. I couldn't do a damn thing. All I could do, I'd go work out. I'd work out my ass off. I'd sweat my brains out. I'd freaking, everything I was, I was doing in life, I was sweating. And I was still gaining weight. I was still, and I was getting more and more depressed. I was, I'm, a, I'm a fat pig. You ever had that one run through your head? Yeah, man, I'm just a disgusting freaking fat pig. Look at me, man. How did I get this way, man? I was just a skinny little guy when I was a teenager. Even a young adult, man. I was just thin. I, was, I looked good. I was healthy. And now I'm just like a I'm a blip. You know? And listen, here's one thing you got to do. Don't tell yourself that. No, no, no. You got to talk yourself out of that. How, how did I do it? Okay, so these are the things he told me to do. He told me, don't, first off, 
cut out all the negative talk about yourself. Only talk positive and talk like this. When you look down at yourself and you see yourself walking and you see your big fat gut hanging out, say this, man, I'm, th- I'm so glad I'm thin. I'm so glad I'm- until you can see that you're thin. You have to see it with your eyes. Envision it, but see it with your eyes. Look down one day and see it and you see yourself thin. You go, oh my God, I just saw myself when I was thin. It started with that. And then it went on. It was little bits and pieces. There were little breadcrumbs along the trail. It was like leaving the trail. And I kept picking them up and doing them. And every time I did it, was, it was beneficial. All of a sudden, I started feeling like I was thin. Pretty soon, I talked myself into the point where I was thin while I was fat. But that wasn't where it started. That's where it started at, but that's not where it stopped at. That's not where I got to, got to breakthrough. I got to breakthrough until I got the dream. In a dream, he showed me this. He says, you are in control of your own emotions, even anger, even depression. Depression's an emotion. You don't realize this, but it is. Yeah. It's an emotion. It's caused from hopelessness. And hope, I'm telling you, you cannot live without it. I've told you this before, and I've talked to you. You can go back through my broadcast and listen. You cannot live without hope. It is impossible to live without hope. It's impossible. You will, you will twit, you'll sit in one spot, spin your wheels, and drill yourself into the earth until you're dead. And they bury you. That's how it works. Because you cannot live without hope. Hope does not do you. you. Hope does you every bit of good. It does not do you any good to live without it. Try to, try to live without it. Just go ahead and try. Actually, I don't have to tell you that. You already are if you're depressed. You're living on the edge of it where you're about ready to lose it. You know, and you feel like you just want to kill yourself or you just want things to end. You just want, you know, I'm just tired. I'm so tired. I hear this all the time. I'm so tired. I just want it to end. You know, and, and what it is is you're not really tired of, of living. You're just tired of the freaking bullcrap that's coming against you that's holding you back in life. And you know that you're not fulfilling your destiny. You know you're not on your destiny. You know you're fulfilling your life. You feel like maybe these things that I, I chose when I was younger were going to fulfill me at the time. But now that I'm older, none of these things fulfill me anymore. And what am I going to do? And, you get, and you're depressed. Um, and he told me, we're in control of it, and he showed me on the wall, okay, I, this is what happened. I'm in a dream, half of the dream is animated, because I do artwork in, on the computer, and it changed my dream, so half of them are animated, half are not. I'm standing there talking to him, he's, he's talking to me, he's standing right next to me, talking to me, and he points at a wall, and a wall appears, and this freaking wall is animated. And there's a giant animated light switch on the wall, and it was clicked in the on position. And he said, that's depression, that's the switch, go over there and grab it and pull it down. Now I had to... It was giant. I had to use my whole body. I had jumped up and grabbed the switch. I'm pulling on it as hard as I could, and I couldn't get it to pull down. And while I'm pulling it down, I, I said, I needed some help, and I knew this. And I said to him, I said, I'm not strong enough. I need help. And when I said that to him, he reached over with his finger and flicked it off. And when I woke up, I wasn't depressed anymore, and I haven't been depressed since. Now, I'm not saying I haven't fought, fought, fought against it, because it attacks me sometimes. It does attack me. It still attacks me. But I had the victory over it already, and I already know that. So I just reestablished that, and I'm fine. And it kept me going like this for years now. It's happened clear back in 2007. Okay? I was depressed for years. My whole freaking life up to that point was depression. I'm 59. Figure it out. Do the math. How many years is it? Somebody email it to me. Never mind. I'll just do it on my calculator. But still, when I asked him for the help, while I was freaking in the middle of it, right in the middle of it, I asked him. He reached out to help me. Now, why would he do that for me and not somebody else? And he will do that for every single person. I'm no different. No, he doesn't do favoritism. He's not like that. He's not He's not like we are. He don't do favoritism. Oh, do good and I'll be good to you. If you do bad, I'll be bad to you. Fuck that. He does not like that at all. That ain't Jesus. That's some freaking dude, man, who's playing Jesus. Who wants you to think, oh, that's how it is, but it ain't that. No, I'll guarantee you that's not how it is. It's never like that. It's because he is. he can be counted on. He flipped that switch, man, and I woke up, and I was like, wow. And I started searching my, myself, and my, I don't feel depressed, actually, right now. You know, and it just stayed on from there on. In the middle of it, when you're, when you're at the freaking, you've reached your ends rope, and you've got no more strength, you can't do it anymore, 
call on God because he can be counted upon. Jesus can be counted upon. He will never turn you away and he will never leave you once you have him. Once you two are united together, he'll never leave you. Now, if you, uh, and all it takes is, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that he is the Son of God? Do you believe that he came to give us eternal life? That if we give our, that if we confess him as Savior and Lord, he will give that to us. And yes, he will. All you have to do is believe. It's just a matter of believing. And your confession is your belief. Actually, it's not really your belief. Your belief starts in your heart. Your confession is just what you mouth with your belief. Your belief is your heart. God looks at your heart. You move your heart towards God. Guess what he sees? He sees you moving towards him. And guess what he does? He opens his arms up and runs to you and scoops you up and hugs you and holds you and loves on you and just blesses the crap out of you. And guess what, man? He'll show you things, too. He'll show you how to charge up your gifts if you need to charge them up. I talked about this yesterday, about breathing and meditating. So he showed me, and I'll guarantee you one thing. You start doing that, and you're sure your gifts will go, wah! They'll shoot through the roof, man. You'll become the super prophet, or the super healer, or whatever the heck you are. I don't know what you are, but you do. And if you don't, it's on your heart, already written there. You just got to get up past all this other crap. And depression will keep you away from understanding who you are and what your worth is in this world. Because most of the time, most of us depressed people feel worthless. And yet you're worth everything. Check out how much you're worth. I'm going to tell you a little story here real quick. We're going to hang up. Ah, I'm going to end the broadcast here in a minute. Jesus came here to the earth knowing no sin at all. Never once sinned at all. He came here to take upon himself, his life, his body. Draining his blood out of his body. Letting, his blood be, letting himself be crucified on the cross for us. That's love. And that right there should give you hope. You are worth it because he came to die on the cross for you. That's why you're worth it. Now, Christians will say, well, none of us are worthy of Christ. No, we're not worthy of him. That's the whole point. He's clean, we're dirty. So put it in those, in those terms, real, real small terms. But here's the thing. He makes us worthy through his sacrifice. We weren't worthy to come to God. But he makes us worthy. The reason why is because we're polluted. We're dirty from what our ancestors did. We're born that way. But guess what God does? Takes out the nice Jesus brush and the Jesus squeegee and the Jesus soap and the Jesus, you know, water and puts us in the bucket and cleans us all up with the Jesus stuff and it's Jesus' blood and his body that was given for us by your stripes, those wounds on his body that was striped him with that cat of nine tails that ripped his flesh off his freaking body every time they hit him with it, those stripes are your healing. That's your freedom and that's where your depression will have to rest. It has to go and face the crust of Christ. If it does not face the crust of Christ, then it is not alive and it's not real. And if it does, it's alive and real. Guess what happens? Anything that comes against you is taken out of the picture, period, in Him. He is your salvation. He is your resurrection. He is your life. He is our life. He's who gives life and does not take it back once He gives it. No, He doesn't do that. Use your gifts to bless people. Bless your family, bless your friends, because that's what they're for. They're not for you to hoard. They're for you to use. Jesus even said that. He said, if you don't use it, you're going to get it taken away. So use it so that you don't lose it, okay? And hey, those are all scriptures too, by the way. Everything I just said, that's, you can find that right there in scriptures. And I'm not talking about past the Gospels. You can just go right to the Gospels and find it. There's a lot of Old Testament stuff here that I talk about sometimes. And I'll talk more over the years about Old Testament stuff, because I love the Old Testament. The Old Testament rocks. It's our example if you have any, any questions about anything, man, go to the scriptures and look at your example. And see how God treated the people of the past. Because he's treating us the same way. Not any different. 
Because he has no favoritism, and that's something you need to know. That'll help you overcome so you can have the hope. He is your God, he is your Father, and he loves you. And if anything about this broadcast today helps anybody, I hope it does, you can, set, you, you can get set free from depression. You can set yourself free by following Jesus. Follow him, and he'll lead you into that place where you're set free. I guarantee it. And if you say, well, my faith is weaker, I don't have the faith. Yes, you do. If you're listening to this broadcast at all, you have the faith. It shows you do. God looks at the heart, not the outward appearance of man, but the heart. And that's in, you can find that back there in Kings, where he's talking to, huh, he's talking to Solomon, those guys. But you know what? God don't look at the outward appearance. When he chose David to be king, he said, God don't look at the outward appearance, man. He looks at the heart. And he's looking at your heart right now, and he's saying, you need to be free. Because you are definitely his child. Every one of us are. We're all connected. God bless you. And I've reached the end of the broadcast, so you guys have a great day! God bless you! Yahoo! Rev DDT, Universal Broadcasting, live across the universe. This is Rev DDT! <laughs>